Welcome back to Master the Marketplace with Caspian. Hi there everyone and welcome to another episode of Master the Marketplace. Today we're going to talk about cultivating a community of connectivity and empathy especially in an environment that is remote for all of us. And we have the HR generalist of Caspian here with us, Holly Johnson. Holly, welcome to the show. Hi, Kunal. Thank you so much. So like Kunal said, my name is Holly Johnson. I am a human resources generalist here at Caspian. So a little bit about me. I graduated from Eastern Washington University with a degree in international affairs with a concentration in global security processes with minors in anthropology and history. I learned to say all of that without breathing. So <laughs> that's, that's what four years of that gets you. Um, I've been at ETALS for about three years in various different roles. So I started out on our sales and account management team for about a year, shifted into our agency team account management for another year, and then career path into human resources last February. So Holly, you got to tell me, why did you choose HR? Now you had, you know, this amazing account management sales experience. So why HR? What about HR excites you? Yeah, I loved people. I love people. And I found myself really wanting to support the organization and all of their initiatives and support my coworkers in all of their initiatives. And that really is human resources. Um, and I loved the puzzle that was human resources and supporting, like I said, not only my organization, but all of the employees that, that work so hard to, to make that organization successful. Excellent. Great, great. Fantastic. Okay, well then, well, let's get into it. You know, our topic today is all about working from home. Everyone's working from home. You're at home right now. I'm at home right now. That's just part of, uh, you know, the new norm across the world today. And, you know, with that has come new opportunities, new challenges. Uh, it's a different way of operating, a different way of working, a different culture that we have to create with our, with our people. You've got to get connected differently. And so there's a lot to dive into. So... Let me just ask you directly, how are you personally managing with this new situation from working from home? How are you connecting with your team? How are you feeling? Tell me about you. Yeah. So really this this kind of, I needed a mind shift a little bit because this isn't just working from home. I am at home during a crisis while continuing to work, right? So when you look at it like that and you look at it holistically, there's so much more than just adapting to working from home. There's a lot that we as human beings are processing. So my working from home journey was actually rather quite clunky. I, I came home and threw all my equipment up, stumbled to get it all, all connected and all ready. And took up my entire dining room table for, for about three weeks. Um, and really through that process, I learned, okay, I need a dedicated workspace that I can separate and also have somewhere to eat dinner. So really found somewhere in my apartment that I could separate my work life and my personal life, which really helped me create those boundaries. I also, you know, really create created boundaries with my time as well. I was really intentional with the way that I, I you know, did things. I woke up and I made sure that I was working out. I made sure I was taking care of myself and, and had one act of self-care every day, whether that was painting my nails or doing an at-home spa or what have you. So I made sure I was following a routine. And like I said, created boundaries so that, you know, say someone emailed me at eight or nine o'clock, 
hey, thank you so much. Let me take a beat. I'm going to respond to this in the morning when I have a little bit more energy and can give you all of my effort. Um, so creating those boundaries is important because I fell into the same trap that a lot of people fall into, which is I'm going to work for 13 hours a day nonstop and I may or may not have brushed my teeth or ate today. Right. So really creating those boundaries in a schedule to allow yourself to be effective and efficient while maintain your mental health. Right. And then what about connectivity? How have you been able to connect with your team, you know, with your manager? How has that uh, been for you? Yeah, absolutely. Really, obviously, the utilization of instant messaging has gone up quite a bit. Um, so that's one thing. I love Microsoft Teams and being able to just shoot over an idea or, you know, have feedback. I also think that people really need to utilize the video, right? Because when you look in someone's eye and you have eye contact, that increases your dopamine levels. And plus dogs, you get to see people's homes and their animals and, and their cute kiddos. So it's important to have that connection because when cameras are off or, or people stay muted the entire time, it's kind of like talking into a black hole where you don't know what you're going to get back. You don't know if anyone's listening. You have no idea what's going on. So staying connected by having really an open door policy and being able to communicate in various ways, you know, like I said, instant messaging, video chatting. So ensuring that we're maintaining the same level of communication, if not more, just through different means. Yeah, you're right. You know, the video thing was kind of interesting to me. So I was on this call earlier today and, and this person basically you know, we had a, a videos on and he was chatting with me. And then he sent a message to his partner who was on the call saying, I think we're losing him. And he sent it to the whole group because, um, yeah. and by mistake, but uh, he was, he tried to gauge from that conversation with me that, you know, I'm, this guy's disconnected. He's not, he's not getting what we're trying to sell to him. And uh, he was able to gauge that only through a video call, right? And be able right. to fit the conversation. Now in his, in, you know, from his perspective, it didn't work out too well because he sent that message to everyone, but that's a, that's a different conversation. Okay, so you spoke about, uh, you know, people and families and dogs. Is that normal now? Should managers be okay with kids in, in, a, in a meeting? If I had my kid or my dog right now, you're with, with me, would you be okay with that? Should managers be okay with it? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. That's our reality, right? I mean, the reality is most people are at home and most people have pets or most people have kids. And as we, you know, enter this new school year with kids also, there's my dog right now. Cool. <laughs> there we go. Um, while most, let me steal that from him one sec. So, you know, that is totally normal. And I think we should anticipate that and really be flexible with that, um, especially as we enter this new school year and kids are also learning remotely. So when you think about that, our, our employees who are also parents, our full-time employee, full-time parent, that's a lot. Full-time teacher, that is a lot to try to handle. So maintaining our flexibility is really crucial. And our understanding and empathy is, is really important because the more we can extend that understanding and compassion, right. the more people are willing to continue to be flexible and deliver results. Yeah. So now I'm obviously asking these questions from the perspective of employees right now and what, what should they do? And we'll get to, you know, managers and what can organizations do as well. But just speaking from the employee's perspective, I mean, I've heard a lot of, of and I've read a lot of articles out there around, you know, employees feeling fatigued because they're in front of a computer real for, you know, long hours a day. I know you kind of mentioned it, that you have a certain routine, but what should employees take away 
to still be productive, to still deliver results, to still do all the things that they were doing if they were in an office. But how do they do that if they are fatigued and tired because they're sitting in some front of a computer all day? Yeah, I think that looks different for everyone, right? I think for some people like myself, that is having a routine in a dedicated workspace. I think there is something to getting up every day and, and getting dressed and getting ready as if you were going into the office. That really just shifts the mindset and, and puts you in the place of, okay, it's, it's time to work. Right. Um, and maintaining your normal routine as if you were going to the office as much as possible, which is why it's so important to have that dedicated workspace that isn't in the middle of your home. And I think more than that, and this is something Caspian has continued to do really well, is support employees and taking time off. Just because you don't have a vacation doesn't mean you don't need time off. You know, this is a unique time in human history, and it's a lot for human beings to process and handle. And it's okay to take a day off and have a Netflix day with your significant other. I'm sure he, she, or they would really appreciate it, right? Or just do an act of self-care. I think it's important to kind of play with it a little bit as an employee. See what makes sense. Do flexible hours make sense for you? You know, or are you an early bird that would make sense for you to log on earlier and have a shorter day so that you can help your kiddos in the afternoon? And communicate that. I think communication here is key. Communicate with your manager. Hey, this is what I'm thinking I need, or I'm feeling burnt out and I don't know what I need. Can you, can you coach me through that? Can you walk me through what, what potentially I could do differently? Yeah, that's interesting. And I think a lot of, and uh, you know, employees should certainly be doing all of these things. And it's so important that managers and companies are completely open to a different way of operating, you know, which means things like, flexible hours or, you know, I'm going to log in early. I'm going to, you know, maybe connect back later in the night or I might have to take a Friday off. And if my work week is now four days and then maybe I'll log in back on a Sunday, like whatever that make, whatever that uh, work, and I call it work-life integration, but whatever that, whatever that is for you, I think becomes a lot more critical and especially for companies and managers to be okay with. Uh, what are your thoughts there on around just what companies and managers should do when it comes to changing this or being in this new way of operating. I think you hit the nail on the head, really, Kunal. I think that we we absolutely should be okay with that because that is our new reality. That's the new normal of, of everything right now. Um, and I think we should continue to be flexible with that. You know, people will continue to deliver results. We've found that. Statistically, people are just as productive, if not more productive, working from home than they were in the office. So if we can allow people to, to do that on a schedule that makes sense for them, they've continued to deliver those results. Right. Hey, so speaking of that productivity point that you just made, now I posted a, I posted something about this on LinkedIn recently around you know, work-life integration, and then someone responded back to me, and I love your thoughts on this, is that, but Kunal, what about the commute time you know, that, uh, that gets saved and uh, you know, when, uh, when working from, from home? Perfect, that makes sense, right? So, and that got me thinking about like what are some of the upsides as well as downsides from from of working from home versus working in the office. If you had to summarize, hey, what are some of the upsides of working from home versus what are some of the downsides? What would that look like? Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's interesting about this, and I've noodled on this for quite a while, is they they kind of mesh and there's a gray area, right? Because some of the upsides can also be downsides and vice versa. So some of the upsides are you are saving a commute. You're spending more time with your significant other, family, you know, friends, whatever, roommates, um, spending more time with your pets, your kids. So there are those upsides. And something that I've personally found is working from home has really 
I've really learned more and I've learned how to be more innovative and independent, which is great. But the downside of that is also you're being more independent. So really learning those new ways of staying connected and, you know, communicating potentially more in emails and, and written form than you are verbal communication. Um, and another piece to this too, right, is the actual physical space. I think I've messaged our IT department 50 times since working from home. So even navigating small things like that, right, like how to take care of your equipment when that's not something that potentially we're used to doing before. Um, so it's, it's this gray area, but it's not impossible. I think as long as we're patient with ourselves and take the time to learn this new reality, I think anything is possible and it's proven to be effective and efficient. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's all, that's all good. You know, I keep, I keep wondering about, you know, I'm a, I'm a manager, obviously, you know, of of employees, but also a leader in this organization, but I keep wondering about, you know, what should managers do differently than what they did before when it comes to, creating a culture or at least keeping the original cultures alive. You know, for example, in the past, it would just be very easy for me to go grab a bunch of my direct reports in the office and say, hey, let's go huddle in a room together. Good job, folks. Congratulations. We did a real, you know, we hit something really great. Or just have that camaraderie that's out there, keep the culture alive. When I was interacting in in our all company meetings with our employees, I was able to, you know, see what they're thinking, ask questions, interact with them directly. I don't get all that anymore. How should managers, how should I think about, you know, still keeping that same culture alive in this new environment? Yeah, and that's a great question. And I think something that's at the top of mind of many leaders. And we don't necessarily need to change anything. We just need to do certain things more frequently. So, for example, you know, this is something I know a ton of teams here at Caspian have done is stand-ups in the morning. So that's a great way to collectively come together, cameras on, and have a good conversation about what we accomplished yesterday, what's on the agenda for today, as well as peppering some get to know you questions so that people can connect human to human. We've seen across the board um, an increase in one-on-one meetings. So rather than meeting once a month, managers are meeting you know, once a week. And this is a really great opportunity, not only to get updated on the status of projects, answer any questions, but also to really coach and to connect as a human. How are you? You know, how is your family? I know you've been doing this new flexible hours with your kiddo going back to school. How's it going? How can I, you know, continue to, to coach you and serve you as your leader? So not necessarily a change in what we're doing, but just increasing what we were doing and how we were doing it. Yeah, you make a good point there. You know, instead of doing a one hour meeting every week, maybe do two shorter 20 minute standups every week. You know, maybe that's a great way to just engage through the week as opposed to waiting for that weekly long one hour meeting that you would have previously. So that's a good tip. I, I really like that. I think that's that's interesting. And that's that's the kind of behavioral change that we'll have to see some managers take on themselves in my view. But what other behaviors do you think that managers who would have previously that maybe they need to start changing now because uh, because we're in a different environment? Yeah, I think we should you know, continue to embrace creativity in order to stay connected. So that really can come from anywhere within the organization. So, you know, again, leaning on on Caspian and what we have done, there are groups that have, you know, people who have created a running club or a book club. And that's a great way to stay connected, not only 
to your coworkers, but to another human through such an, an odd and unique time in human history. So that's one thing. I think another thing that we can do is continue to connect. We have Caspian Connects, which we do once a month. A random group of employees will come together, talk about hobbies and interests, what they have done. I think all of this is extremely important. And again, I think, you know, for managers specifically, keeping an open door policy, this is a unique time and people will lean on their leadership for guidance and advice and being available at all times is really essential because, you know, whether that's a quick Teams message or a text or a call or whatever, being able to to be that is really important. I think cultivating a culture of coaching is extremely important and something that a lot of organizations are going to come out of this with is having great leaders who are able to coach. Yeah, well, that's a great point. You know, you, when you were speaking, not only on this point, but the previous point as well, it just remind me of some of my days at, at Microsoft. So when I was at Microsoft, a lot of, it's a distributed team, distributed company, global company. So you obviously at any given point of time, are always going to have people on a call as opposed to everyone in a room there. Right. And, but the culture at Microsoft, even though they had teams, was very, we're not going to put our camera on. And that was the culture in the company. So people would just never put their camera on. They acquired LinkedIn and LinkedIn's culture that used Zoom had this, wherever you are, I don't care where you are in the world, you will always have your camera on. And that was just the culture that uh, Jeff, the CEO of LinkedIn created in the company. And he basically told them, he said, look, I don't care where you work from. And this was way pre-COVID. I don't care where you work from, work from home, do whatever you can, but engage through your camera on. It's a simple, small thing but it makes a, the world, a world of a difference. And I think the Microsoft folks started adapting over time and you got to lead with example. Like I always put my camera yeah. on, you know, and ir- irrespective of whether I'm in my shorts or whatever, but it's, yeah. I think it's a little tip, but it helps a lot. I think so too. And I think there's something about putting a face to a name, right? There's something about having that human connection that drives that relationship a little bit deeper and really creates a a better team flow. Um, And like I said, you know, making, there's tons of studies that having eye contact actually increases your dopamine levels. So if you're having a slump or feeling weird, actually having a one-on-one with your manager and looking them in the eye could be just what you need to feel a little bit better. Right, right. That's a good point. So let's talk about communication because sure. we talked, we touched a little bit about that and, you know, how should you communicate in an environment like this? I personally am on Teams all the time. I use that as a very real-time means of communicating with my team. I jump on calls if I need to, you know, talk to them. I don't, I mean, of course, there are more formal meetings on the calendar, etc. I use written communication in a big way. So, and I probably answered a bunch of these questions, but... You tell me what what should how should communication change now going into this new world? Yeah, I think communication has changed in the way that now we should over communicate, right. right? Because you're no longer having those water cooler conversations. You're no longer passing each other in the hall to have those quick one off conversations that spark creativity, innovation or you know, solve a problem. So being really intentional with going out of your way to stay connected with your coworkers, whether that is through, you know, a formal meeting or a quick pull up in a, a video call or an instant messaging chat, staying connected and really taking a step back and being mindful. If I was in the office, would I work on this independently or would I turn to my coworker and ask a question? If you would turn to your coworker and ask a question, take that extra five or 10 minutes, have that conversation via Microsoft Teams or video call or whatever, 
because you know we still need to, to have that collaboration and communication. So really being mindful and thoughtful about if we were in person, would I ask? The answer is yes, do it anyway. We have the technology to be able to do that. So really being thoughtful. Yeah, that's 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 a, that's a pretty critical what you said. And you know, one of the things that I've I've noticed from a lot of I interact with a few other CEOs in the local area, and I, you know, and a lot of them keep telling me, well, Kunal, this this it's not going to work. This is you know, I prefer my people to be in the office, and that's the way to go. Like, what would you tell those CEOs today and say, you what would you tell those CEOs who are basically saying? This is not the, I, my, my company cannot work remotely. There's no way it's not going to work for me. Yeah, I, you know, what I would say is we were all kind of forced into this, right? And employees and, and organizations were tasked with, okay, we're flipping the switch and we're working remotely. And they responded. Like I mentioned earlier, employees have voice that they, they kind of like this, this flexibility. They really like this flexibility, actually. And well, they're a little bit more productive too, right? So when you don't have all of those distractions and frustrations of a typical office, you are allowed that focus time and that project time and the ability to be a little bit more independent and creative. Um, you know, and, and quite frankly, this is our new reality. I think we're gonna come out of this having shifted. You know, of course, there are organizations that are going to go back to an office. There are organizations that aren't going to have an office at all anymore and are going to work totally remote. I think where we're where we're headed and where we're going to find ourselves is right in the middle of that with organizations who have offices, but really allow that flexibility for employees to work from home one or two days a week. That's amazing. And then, you know, we talked about the importance of the right tooling in an in a situation like this. You know, we, you talked about Zoom or Teams. And you, you like that. That's what we use here. We use Teams. We use Dialpad as well as, you know, for some of our sales calls and everything. But how critical is that? How critical is a good, you know, instant messaging, a tool or something of that nature that's going to just keep that interactivity going? It's absolutely crucial. Without that, we don't have that communication. We don't have that connection. Um, and you'll find people feeling disconnected, right? And you'll find people not feeling engaged. So through this time in working remotely, not only do we need to communicate, we need to over-communicate. And that comes from really good, reliable software that allows our employees and our organization to do that. Yeah, that's so critical. And I'm, I'm a big fan of Teams, obviously, because we use it. But Zoom is another big one that's that's used a lot in the industry, which is, you know, pretty good at with, with calls and everything. And, and the, but one of the one piece of maybe criticism that I've I've received and maybe, you know, you can help help with this is is Kunal, all this is going to work, but it's not going to work with creative teams. You know, creative teams need to be in a in a room together, they need to brainstorm, they need to have whiteboards, you know, they need to have sticky notes that they gotta put all around. How should creative teams work in an environment like this? Yeah, absolutely. And I think there are ways for them to do that, right? Um, one, again, the video, <laughs> like us right now, it feels like we're together. And I think it's important for us to utilize the chats that come along with these things. Um, there are also various platforms like Asana, something that Caspian uses here internally. Great. We can use that as a whiteboard 
put it up there. Let's let's communicate. Let's interact together. There are things like Google Sheets. There is a ton available out there for people to utilize. It's really important for organizations to do the research and find what would work best for them and implement that. Um, working from home isn't new. We're just figuring out how to do it the right way. So with that comes a little bit of testing, right? And figuring out which software makes sense for your organization um, and really committing to it because like we just chatted about, it is so crucial. Yeah, a good project management tool, I think, is very crucial. Like you mentioned, you know, we use Asana here. There are tons of others. There are free ones like Trello out there and everything. But it's so critical to have the right project management because you're not going to be able to go to a whiteboard and say who's doing what and here are your tasks for the week. So you need a great tool to be able to manage all of that and as well as keep everyone fully aligned and executing every day. So I think that is really critical. Uh, The other thing that I I probably want to mention is Teams has a number of different applications within it. That uh, that are that can help you interact more. You know, like you said, like Google Sheets that can be embedded within Teams. There are whiteboarding uh, uh, application software within Teams that you can use to interact if you're more, you know, touch friendly in the way in your approach. So I think there's ways to be able to get around that as opposed to being in a room. And then maybe once in a while you get together. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. and and you know blend the physical and the virtual in some sort of an environment. Do you think that's the right approach to like blending the physical and, and, and the virtual? You know, for me personally, I do think that is the right approach. I think that everyone is different. You know, I have friends and, you know, people in my network who work solely remote and that's great for them and, and they're great with that. Um, I think both are possible. I think when working totally remotely, you have to be so intentional and so mindful. Um, and I really love the ease of just, like you said, running to to a coworker, to my team and saying, hey, let's pull up really quick. So I think there is definitely a place for both, um, but both are so possible. Great, great. Well, I can tell you that I'm the CEO of the company and I'm still running everything remotely. And that involves both operations, it involves being creative at times. You know, uh, I don't, I'm not in a job that I have to put my headphones on and I can just be in a corner. I have to interact with people. And that interaction is happening daily with many people working from home. So yeah. you know, that it's been a, it's a, it's been a boon. So a lot of teams on, uh, just to switch gears slightly, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about the 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 disconnect or not the disconnect, but really the, uh, the 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 difference in thinking of how employees are thinking about it, and maybe some companies are. So a lot of companies or some companies have been have been saying that let's put the this is the the employees problem and how they should they should figure out, you know, how they should work from home and and you know. What do you think is the role that the organization should play in in um, in this entire scenario? Uh, you know, we talked about managers. Let's keep that aside. But just what's the role of the organization? How much onus should be on the organization versus the employees, or is it a partnership? I think it's absolutely a partnership. I think there's you know organizations need to remain flexible. That's simply the new reality of everything. We need to allow employees to be the early bird, get what they need to get done. And then like you said, maybe work a four day week and and come in and crush it on Sunday. Employees, you know, need to also meet their organization at the other half and communicate what they need. Um, Keep all lines of communication open with their their leadership. 
and establish with their team what they plan on doing. Because it's great if I choose to come in at six and, and leave at three, but if no one knows that I'm leaving at three, that's kind of an issue, right? So not only knowing what works best for you, but communicating them at, that out to stakeholders and team members as it makes sense. So it really is a 50-50 partnership. That's, that, yeah, that's critical, I think. You know, organizations can, can put together the frameworks, they can, they can be flexible, they can start uh, putting some guidelines in place, they can start putting flexible hours and all that and adapt to this new norm. But then it's also on the employee, right? The employee has to be open to saying, well, for me, I have to change the way I operate now, you know? And I was used to a nine to five and I can't do that anymore. I ha I'll have to adjust. I'll have to do seven to 10 and then take a break for two hours and then come back. And so there's some onus on you as an employee to also change the way you operate, just like we're expecting the employers to change and how they operate. So Absolutely. critical, good, good. Okay, so so Holly, you're an HR leader, your your views, you are keeping a pulse on the market. I think you answered this before slightly, but let's get into a little more. What are your views? Is this gonna be temporary or this is gonna be our new norm? You know, I do think companies are gonna get rid of their office space. Uh, is this just gonna be the way we start working going forward? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think, I don't think working completely remotely will be the new norm. I think we're going to see a really good mix of flexibility. I think organizations have seen, hey, wow, we can remain really productive while our workforce is, you know, working from home. I think we're going to see a, a great mix of both in person and office, as well as working from home from a lot of organizations. With that being said, there are also organizations who are moving completely remotely. Um, and it will be really interesting to see, you know, how organizations emerge from this and, and which path they choose to, to go down. But I don't think it will ever go back to exactly how it used to be. I agree. I agree. I think there's going to be, you know, people have learned that there are so many upsides now to work from home, right? Even yeah. from, uh, as, as a CEO of an organization, if I have to take care of my bottom line, I am, you know, being the selfish guy and saying, well, if people can work from home, why do I need to lease a 30,000 foot space anymore? I can save some money there maybe if I get rid of that. And people are doing really well. It's a win for them. We can give them some space if they want to come into the office, but maybe we should just get rid of half the space, right? And and save money. So, you know, across the board, I'm sure people will find use cases where it could be a win-win for everyone. This could put some pressure on the commercial real estate market, but that's a that's maybe a different podcast. But <laughs> I do think this might be, if not a complete norm, at least a big part of what the norm would look like. I think so too. And I think work share spaces are going to become huge. I think that's going to be potentially a new normal too for people who are working completely remotely. You know, I have personal friends who love work share spaces and couldn't imagine being without them. So I think that's going to be huge too. And it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays into organizational culture um, and, and how people interact when they are in a work share space. It's going to be really, really interesting. And that's interesting because the the work share spaces used to really be uh, the, the core customer for that was always the, the startup or the early enterprise and, you know, maybe give them some shared space and, you know, all that. But why not the larger enterprise? Why not the larger enterprise using some of that space, mostly as flexible space that they can use whenever they want, but people are pretty much working from home and then you blend between that shared space and your home environment. 
Exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. That's good. Okay, good. So last big question. What's Caspian? I know you talked about Caspian doing a bunch of things, but if you had to summarize what Caspian has done, because I think we've done some really good things that I truly believe that our viewers, our listeners would benefit from. So what have we done to adapt as a company, but then also for our employees? And how are our, have our employees adapted, adapted in this situation? Could you just maybe summarize some of that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, like you said, we've done some really, really great things. I think we've maintained flexible throughout this entire you know, journey since March. And that's really shown our employees are extremely productive. We've also really encouraged people to take time off. Like I said, you don't need a vacation to need a break. And that's really important for people because a lot is going on as a human. And it's important to take a step back and really digest and, and take care of yourself and your mental health. So that's huge. I think we've really, really done a good job of utilizing our technology like Microsoft Teams and Asana. We've continued to over-communicate. Our leadership team has continued to be transparent and engaged. Something I didn't mention earlier, but really want to mention for all leadership out there is the importance of recognition. You know, after a meeting, you don't have the opportunity to tell someone, hey, great presentation, or I saw you stayed in the office really late last night. Thank you so much. So we really need to be intentional and thoughtful with going out of our way to recognize someone that needs to be, you know, vocal and that needs to be something that's shared. So that's great in standups, right? Hey, thank you so much for getting me that report. I saw you sent it at 8 p.m. That's wonderful, thank you. Um, so like I said, going out of our way to show recognition, something Caspian has done well, in my opinion, the entire time. So at our all company meetings, you know, we really lean on our leadership principles to drive us. And we have leadership principle awards where, you know, of course, you know, as we recognize people who have really gone above and beyond and, and lived our leadership principles in their everyday life. Moments like that increase morale and they increase productivity. So it's extremely important that we go out of our way and be really mindful and intentional with recognizing employees, especially as they may feel a little bit lost and, and unseen and unheard as they're working remotely. So really intentionally helping them feel seen and heard is wildly important and something that Caspian has done very well. Well. Excellent. Well, Holly, those were great tips for any business. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. It was a pleasure. Definitely learned a lot from you, and I'm sure our listeners and our viewers did too. So thank you again for coming on the show. Yes, thank you for having me. I had fun. Fantastic. Well, thank you again, everyone. Signing off from another episode of Master the Marketplace. We will be back again very soon. So see you again very soon. Bye-bye. Through conversations with experts in online retail, with years of marketing, compliance and inventory management experience, we seek to empower our listeners to master the marketplace. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you next time on Master the Marketplace with Caspian.